This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. Amen. We're going to start our word service right now. Hallelujah. We're going to turn to Acts of the Apostles, the second chapter and the 42nd verse. So second slide there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. So Acts 2 and 42. Amen. It's on in the back too. Amen. Hallelujah. Raven, if you want to turn that down for us back there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Acts 2 and 42. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What's happening here is Peter had just preached the sermon of sermons. Amen. And 3,000 people got saved. Amen. This is on the day of Pentecost. We know that the 120 were in the upper room and the the Holy Spirit came and baptized them in his presence, amen, and they had the evidence of speaking in tongues. The tongues they spoke in, amen, were the different languages of the various, of their various Jewish brothers and brothers that had come from different nations, amen. So they were actually speaking in a different earthly language, amen. This is not the tongues of ecstasy that we know of, that we engage in, but this was the tongues of different languages of different nations, around the Mediterranean at that time that the Jewish uh, people lived in and returned to Jerusalem on various holidays, in this case, uh, the day of Pentecost, all right? So after those events, amen, uh, 3,000 people got saved through uh, Peter's inspired preaching by the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. And we find that the dynamic of the church becomes one of fellowship and spending great time together, amen, and enjoying one another's presence, amen. So this is the setup for our scripture here. And it reads from Acts 2.42, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. All believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. The apostles' teachings were merely Christ's teachings. They were accredited to the apostles because they were sharing the message of Christ now, all right? They were the vessels through which the message of Christ, hallelujah, or the teachings of Christ were coming through. And to, the f- and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. Amen. I felt inspired, amen, to revisit the Lord's Supper. Amen. With this message today, amen. Hallelujah. As we are in the midst of a pandemic, amen, and everyone's looking for answers and we're looking to various vaccines, some of us and some of us believe it's from the devil and whatever. Hallelujah. Let's look to something that we could all agree on. It, it is the Lord's Supper. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. So our message today is give us this day our daily bread. We know this from Matthew 6 and 11, amen, where uh, the Lord himself, when asked to teach, teach the disciples how to pray, amen, included this in the 11th verse of chapter 6 of Matthew, amen, hallelujah, that one of the prayers of the Jews, amen, was that each day they would have enough sustenance to live, amen, hallelujah, this was a part of their prayer, we know later on in that chapter, amen, that uh, Jesus told us, hallelujah, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things would be added unto us, amen, he, he took them to another level in their thinking, amen, with his teaching, amen, But hallelujah, each day we need our daily bread. 
Hallelujah. That which keeps us healthy, that which keeps us alive, that which sustains life. And we're going to deal with that today. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Join me as I pray. Hallelujah. Father God, we come before you in the matchless name of Jesus. We thank you and praise you for every soul that is here in person. We thank you for the souls that are there with us online. Hallelujah. We pray that you bless both of us here and those that have joined us online. Hallelujah. With your word, Lord God. Now, Father God, this task you've given me is far, far too great for me, Lord God. You are the preacher. You are the teacher, Lord God. Preach today. Teach today like never before. Fill us to overflowing, Lord God. And we won't fail to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor, because you do all things well. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So here, amen, the church is empowered by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And one of the things they do, amen, is they, they gather and they comfort one another. They encourage one another. The word is shared. Amen. Hallelujah. And included in that is that they have meals together, in particular, the Lord's Supper. So we're going to delve into that today. Amen. And see what it's all about and see what the importance of, of it is, especially in the midst, hallelujah, of a pandemic. Whether we're at the tail end, whether we're still in the middle, wherever it is, hallelujah. We need this word, amen, to encourage us, amen, and to point us in the right direction concerning our health and our well-being. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. So it was, it was the communion was prioritized in the first century church like it's not today. Communion or the Lord's Supper was prioritized during the first century church. Amen. The first century is when Jesus went on and ascended to heaven, where the Holy Ghost was sent. Amen. The 120 were filled here in, in, in Acts chapter 2, where the apostles were ministering, where they eventually, hallelujah, were uh, martyred for their belief. This was the first century where the Bible started to be written down, the New Testament portion at least, hallelujah, and started to be recorded, amen, hallelujah. This, these are all the events of the first century. We live in the 21st century, so this happened 20 centuries ago, amen. Hallelujah. Next slide, next verse, please. Hallelujah. We're going to jump down to verse 46 here in the New Living Translation of chapter 2 of Acts. And it reads, they worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. They, they, they were happy. They were serving the Lord with gladness. Remember, like when we first got saved and we had a passion and we nobody can keep us out of church and we were just on fire. These folks were on fire for the Lord and included in that was enjoying the Lord's Supper. They met in homes and enjoyed the Lord's Supper with each other. It was prioritized. Amen. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. We need to understand Jesus's connection with the Lord's Supper. And in doing so, we have to turn to where we see that Jesus is the true bread that came from heaven. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. We're coming from John 625. We're going to start at the set of events here are that Jesus early in this chapter uh, six of John had fed the 5,000, as we talked about last week or a week before. 
Then, hallelujah, he had sent the crowds away, amen, had the apostles send the, the disciples send the crowds away, amen, and he went off into a place to pray, and he asked the, the disciples to go over on the other side of the lake, amen, hallelujah. In the middle of the night, Jesus walked across the lake, he walked on water, hallelujah, glory to God, yes, he actually walked on water, hallelujah, God's above nature, hallelujah, and met up with his disciples, hallelujah, but eventually, amen, the people started looking for Jesus and they found him, amen. And this, these are, this is the account of what happened after they found him, amen. So here we go from verse 25 of chapter 6 of John. It says, they found him on the other side of the lake and asked, Rabbi, when did you get here? <laughs> we saw you send the apostles off, the disciples off. And then you went someplace to pray. When did you get here? Verse 26 says, and Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. In other words, you're looking for carnal things. You're just looking for some more food. You're not worried about the kingdom of God. You're worried about food. All right. We know food is important. Hallelujah. But when you have the Lord of the universe with you, amen, he takes priority. All right. Over the food. Next verse, verse 27 says, but don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. That was his title of, uh, uh, of being the Christ. Hallelujah, Son of Man. Hallelujah. For, for God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. All right. It's like, you know, you worried about the, the everyday things. Hallelujah. Worry about receiving eternal life. Hallelujah. Verse 28 says, they replied, we want to perform God's works too, like he did with uh, feeding the 5,000. All right. Hallelujah. What should we do? This is a question for the church. This is a question for religious people that we often ask. What should we do? I should be doing more. I should be uh, doing some great things for the kingdom. I should earn my way to heaven. What was Jesus' reply? Verse 29, Jesus says, Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What work should we be engaging in? Believing in the one he sent. Hallelujah. Now, we have that already. Amen. We know that. Hallelujah, it says later on in Hebrews, hallelujah, labor to enter into his rest. Hallelujah. But at this time, hallelujah, they were looking for work to do. So this is for religious people. Hallelujah. What work can you do? Hallelujah. Glory to God. The only work God wants from you is believe in the one he sent, that his death is sufficient to pay for your sins. I know in religious circles, I know even in the church, amen, hallelujah, we are big into works. Works are not bad. Works are good. Hallelujah. But it starts with Christ, amen. And then as Christians, we, hallelujah, we do good works in response to Christ's goodness to us, not to earn his goodness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God told me specifically to put that passage in. Next slide, please. Verse 30 says, they answered, show us. A miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? Well, didn't the man just feed 5,000 people? 
Did he just walk on water? And you ask him how he got there? Saints, miracles do not change the heart of people. Yes, I want a church that has miracles happening and, and, and things going on. Amen. Hallelujah. But it is the power of God is the gospel message. They're asking him for a sign. Really, in their hearts, they didn't care about that. Because he had showed them miraculous signs. You're just trying to prove that he is not who he claims to be. That's what they were trying to do. Next verse, please. Next slide. John 6.31 says, After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Next slide, next verse, please. Verse 32 says, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. Uh-oh. They're trying to attribute the bread from heaven to Moses, and Jesus is telling them Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. Next slide, next verse. Verse 33 says, the true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Hallelujah. He's speaking of himself, obviously. Next slide, next verse. Verse 34 says, sir, they said, give us that bread every day. Give us that bread every day. Next slide, next verse. Verse 35 says, Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. One of the seven great I am's. Who, he's basically declaring himself God. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He spoke about in the Beatitudes. Amen. Those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Amen. He would fill them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus is the bread from heaven. Bread being that which sustains life. Amen. An essential part of the ancient Jewish meal. Hallelujah. Was bread. Amen. Hallelujah. I made the argument to you on, on, on numerous occasions, amen, that from the Jewish thought, hallelujah, uh, the tree of life was a bread tree. Hallelujah. Here Jesus is claiming to be, hallelujah, and he is, I am the bread of life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In other words, it's in me that your life is sustained. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He is the true bread of heaven. Hallelujah. That manna, hallelujah, was that which he supplied the children of Israel to sustain their, their, uh, their mortal lives. Hallelujah. But he is the true bread of heaven that sustains our lives forevermore. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. Jesus is the everlasting sustenance of our lives. Hallelujah. Next slide. Next verse, please. We're going to jump down to verse 48. And that same chapter says, yes, I am the bread of life. Next slide, please. Verse 49. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. As wonderful as the manna was, that first generation died in the wilderness. Wonderful, miraculous provision by God, but yet they died in the wilderness, that first generation at least. Next slide, next verse. And anyone who eats the bread from heaven, however, will never die. He's referring to himself. Hallelujah. Next slide. Next verse. Verse 51 says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And this bread which I offer so the world may live is my 
flesh. Now he's making a reference to the crucifixion now. Hallelujah. That he would offer up his body as a sacrifice to pay for man's sins. Hallelujah. They didn't understand this. They were, they were strictly taking it literal and didn't understand the greater meaning. Amen. Hallelujah. They may even thought he was speaking in, uh, as, as, as from a uh, standpoint of being, um, what did they call it, a cannibal. Hallelujah. That they should be cannibals. Hallelujah. He was pointing to the cross, though. He was pointing to the cross. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. Now he's really going to get into it. Eat his flesh and drink his blood. Oh, boy. Next slide, please. Verse 52. Then the people began arguing with each other about what he meant. How can this man give us flesh to eat? They asked. Hallelujah. They were looking at it too literal. They weren't looking at it as far as him sacrificing himself on the cross. How could they? The Jewish thought of the day was that the Messiah would come back, sit on the throne, amen, and rule all of Israel, displace the Roman Empire, amen, and just take over the world, amen. As I mentioned last week, amen, had Jesus done that, amen, hallelujah, sins would have not been paid for, amen, and we would have still been in our sins. Yes, he would have been ruling on earth, but our sins would not have been taken care of, and we would have died and forever have been separated from God after our physical death. All right. Next slide. Next verse, please. Hallelujah. Verse 53 says, so Jesus again said again, I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. He once again, he's pointing to the cross. Hallelujah. Where he would hallelujah, his body would be broken and his blood would be shed. Next verse. Next slide, please. Verse 54 says, but anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise that person at the last day. Hallelujah. Pointing to the cross. Hallelujah. Next slide. Next verse. Verse 55 says, for my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Hallelujah. Next slide. Next verse, please. Verse 56 says, anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I am him. Hallelujah. Now let, let's start to think in terms of the communion. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How we could literally eat his flesh and drink his blood. Next verse. Next slide, please. Verse 57 says, I live because of the living father who sent me and the same one. Anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We as modern day Christians, as we start to look at this through the lens of the new covenant. Amen. And what he asked us to do. Hallelujah. I.e. the communion. Let's start thinking of it in this way. Anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. My God. Next slide. Next verse. Hallelujah. Verse 58. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did, even though they ate the manna, but will live forever. Hallelujah. We have eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. Next slide. Next verse. Verse 59. He says he said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So Jesus here, uh, the Jews that were immature and weren't looking at things the way he was uh, trying to convey it to them. Hallelujah. Was looking at something that was disgusting to them. You would never eat uh, blood. Hallelujah. You would never eat the flesh of another human being. But he was pointing to the cross. He was basically telling them, I'm going to die in your place. If you believe in me and what I do at the cross is paying for your sins, you will live forever. He was also doing, amen, was pointing to us, hallelujah, to see the communion as more significant than we really take it. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, 
There are many when we have communion in our services that choose not to eat it. And that's your choice. That's, you know, we're all adults and you can choose not to do it. And, and a lot of times we don't eat it because we think about what we did last night or the day before. We were in the club the day before. We slept with someone the night before. We, we got high the night before. We did this the night before. Whatever it may be. And we, 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 we feel like we're unworthy to partake of the communion where we don't understand that Jesus died for sinful people. So all of us are unworthy. So from that standpoint, there would never be communion if we all looked at it that way. But next slide, please. But we're going to look at eating in an unworthy manner. What does that really mean? What does eating in an unworthy manner mean? If it doesn't mean that I did something wrong the night before so I shouldn't eat today in church, then what does it mean? Hallelujah. Next slide, please. We're coming out of 1 Corinthians 11 and 20. We're moving right along. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 20. I'm reading now from the Amplified Classic Version. Amen. We're talking about give us this day our daily bread. Hallelujah. I'm going to bring it home soon. Hallelujah. I'm going to bring us full understanding soon. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We, we saw in the book of Acts, chapter 2, how... They had communion every day, the apostles and the, uh, the, the rest of the, the new Christians. Amen. Hallelujah. They might have called themselves Messianic Jews. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And not Christians. Hallelujah. But for the purposes of understanding, it means the same thing as Christian. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We, we showed how Jesus pointed towards the cross, that the importance of him uh, having his body broken at the cross and having his blood shed, hallelujah, how he was trying to point the Jews to that, hallelujah, and that he was the true bread from heaven, hallelujah. He was trying to convey that understanding to them, but it went over their heads, hallelujah. Now we're, we're trying to get an understanding of what does it mean to eat in an unworthy manner the communion, all right? So we're coming out of 1 Corinthians 11 and 20. We're reading out of the Amplified Classic Version, and it reads, so when you gather, this is Paul speaking to the church at Corinth. He says, so when you gather for your meetings, it is not the supper instituted by the Lord that you eat. So he's saying when y'all get together, it's not, it's not about the Lord's Supper, like it was in the book of Acts that we read. Next slide, next verse, please. Verse 21 says, for in eating each one hurries to get his own supper first, not waiting for the poor. And one goes hungry while another gets drunk. So understand that the literal, that the, the, the church was gathering here at, at, at Corinth, amen, but people were rushing to eat, not to honor the Lord and his death, amen, hallelujah, but to get their grub on, to get their food on, hallelujah. And they were hurrying, and I could see people pushing other people out the way so they could be the first one to get a meal. And at that time, the, 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 we, they weren't drinking grape juice like we do, amen. There was literal wine that they ate with their meals, hallelujah. So they had the ability to get drunk by drinking the wine. So here Paul is admonishing them, hallelujah, because they're not coming, amen, to enjoy the Lord's Supper. They're coming, uh, hallelujah, to eat and get drunk. Next slide, next verse. Verse 22 says, what? Do you have no houses in, in, in which to eat and drink? Or do you despise the church of God and mean to show contempt or disdain for it while you humiliate those who are poor, have no homes and have brought no food? What shall I say to you? Shall I commend you in this? No, most certainly I will not. So what was happening is people were gathering 
And there was one understanding that we're going to get together and feed the poor and enjoy the Lord's Supper. There were others who were coming just to get drunk and to fill their bellies. Yes, it's hard for us to understand because we have a little cup of, of, of grape juice and a little wafer that, that, that won't make anybody full. But understand during this time they had a full meal. So what is coming unworthily? They didn't come thinking about the Lord. They were thinking about getting drunk and eating food to be full. So that is eating in an unworthy manner. Hallelujah. Everybody had that understanding. Amen. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Now, recognizing the vital importance of the communion for our health. We got to recognize this. That it's not just mere ceremony, but we are engaging in something that has impact in our lives. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm not telling anybody to stop taking a medication or anything like that. Hallelujah. But I will say, we look at the means of man to heal us more than we look at God's method of healing us. We, some of us are going to run out of here and go to CVS right after church. I'm not down on medication. I'm saying at least give the communion equal, and I think it should have higher, uh, a, a view in your mind of, of its importance than you do your medication. This is, this is what God prescribed for you. Amen. The doctor prescribed you the medicine, but God prescribed you the communion. Let's take a look at it. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. We're coming out of verse 23 of the same chapter. Hallelujah. Re once again, we're reading in the Amplified Classic Version. Paul says, for I received from the Lord himself. For I received from the Lord himself. So he's just not coming off the cuff here. He's just not just speaking to be speaking. He said, I received from the Lord himself that which I passed on to you. It was given to, to me personally that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was treacherously delivered up and while his betrayal was in progress, took bread. Next slide, please. Verse 24. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. That was a, a common Jewish custom. Uh, their, their bread wasn't like our bread in loaves and cut in slices. Amen. It was like a pita bread. Amen. It was a circle of bread that had to be broken in order to be shared. Hallelujah. It wasn't sliced already. He broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body. This is my body. This represents my body. I'm about to be crucified, but this represents my body, which is broken for you. This, do this to call me affectionately in remembrance. So when we partake of the bread, we're remembering Christ dying at the cross. It's just not a habit that we do every first Sunday. It is us remembering his death. It's important to remember his death. Why is it important to remember his death? His death paid for our sins. So when we partake of the bread, we are remembering his death. Next slide, please. Verse 25 says, Similarly, when supper was ended, he took the cup also, saying, This cup is the new covenant ratified and established in my blood. So uh, covenants require blood to ratify them or to make them official. Hallelujah. Covenant being a binding agreement. Hallelujah. In this case, the new covenant. Hallelujah. The binding agreement that 
Anyone who believes in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and that his death was sufficient to pay for their sins it now enters into the new covenant, amen, where God blesses us because of what Jesus did, not because of what we do or have done or will do. Amen. So this cup is the new covenant ratified and established in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it to call me to remember, to affectionately to remembrance. So when we partake of the, the wine, we, we, we think about his shed blood, his blood paid for and washed us of our sins. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Next verse, please. Verse 26. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are representing and signifying and proclaiming the fact of the Lord's death until he comes again. We are remembering the Lord's death until his return for his church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next verse. Next slide, please. Verse 27 says, so then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in a way that is unworthy. We already spoke about what's unworthy. They were coming just to, to eat and get drunk of him will be guilty of profaning and sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. In other words, if you're coming to something that was meant to be communion and you just want to get drunk and to be full of food, amen, hallelujah, you are profaning and sinning against Jesus' death at the cross. This is what was happening in the city of Corinth, in the church of Corinth. Next slide, next verse. Let a man thoroughly examine himself and only when he has done so should he eat of the bread and drink of the cup? And this is where we get tripped up at. Hallelujah. It's not you examining yourself about what you did Saturday night. Hallelujah. It is about this specific situation where people were coming to get drunk and to have their bellies full. So he's saying, don't just come here all cavalier or casual. Amen. We're coming to honor the Lord's death. Amen. Next verse, verse 29. For anyone who eats and drinks without discriminating and recognizing the due appreciation, due appreciation that it is Christ's body, eats and drinks a sentence, a verdict of judgment upon himself. In other words, if you don't remember what Christ did at the cross, and hallelujah, and anyone who, who, who does that is not saved. They're not, they're, they're, we understand. We as Christians, we, we get it. We know what he did for us. Hallelujah. Especially now under this teaching that emphasizes that. Hallelujah. So someone who's coming just to get drunk and to get their, their bellies full is not even thinking about Christ. So if you don't believe in him anyway, you're already under judgment. All right. Hallelujah. Which does not deal with us. All right. Next slide. Next verse. Verse 30 says, that careless and unworthy participation is the reason many of you are weak and sickly and quite enough of you have fallen into the sleep of death. So here it gives the significance that the communion has properties that will promote health in our body. Jesus talked about if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will live forever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. As Christians, our eternal life has started already. That does not mean the bodies we are in right now will live forever. They are corrupt. Hallelujah. Corruption will give way to incorruption. We will be blessed with new bodies. Hallelujah. But our, if we leave this earth before Jesus returns, our spirits, our inner man, will be with the Lord forever. Amen. And, 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 and at his rapture, we will be joined with a new body. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The communion is more than we give it credit for. 
it is God's way. When we remember his death at the cross, hallelujah, and all that it accomplished for us, one of the main things it accomplished for us, it defeated sickness, it defeated sin. He was, he was bruised for our transgressions, hallelujah. By his stripes, we are healed. We are, we are healed. He has defeated, hallelujah, sickness. I mean, he's defeated, excuse me, sin, which is the root cause of sickness. Hallelujah. So as we embrace the defeat of sin, we're also embracing the defeat of sickness. Hallelujah. And thereby, as we partake, as we remember his death, amen, hallelujah, we, hallelujah, are full participants in the new covenant, amen. We are taking God's prescribed way for healing to reign in our body, hallelujah, glory to God. A loving father, hallelujah, prioritizes our healing through his son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Listen, I'm not talking about magic. I'm not talking about presto change. We're talking about a loving father through him sending his son. Hallelujah. And as we engage in the communion, which is just not ceremony, but it is an act of worship. Amen. It is it's something prescribed to us by the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. That we, hallelujah, uh, engage in by faith in eating the bread and drinking the wine, hallelujah, remembering his death and thus have healing, hallelujah, activated in our mortal bodies. Somebody say hallelujah. 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 Personal testimony, I eat communion every single day. I had it this morning. I don't just wait till the first Sunday every month. I have it every single day. Personal testimony, I haven't been sick in years. Not because I'm super Christian. I have more anointing than you. I am pastor. No, because I recognize his death every single day. Every day. I recognize his death. That's not to say that if you've gotten sick recently or something like that, that you're a bad Christian or something like that. What I'm saying is there is a means by which God has left for us to live a good and a healthy life as we recognize and remember the death of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Remembering his death is of vital importance. His death brought about our liberty. He wrote about the forgiveness of our sins. It inaugurated the new covenant. It's given us access to many precious promises. Hallelujah, including healing. Amen. Let me close on this. Hallelujah. Saints, hallelujah. Next slide. Hallelujah. Participating in the communion is not only a form of worship, but an acknowledgement of the finished work at the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It is a part of the gospel message. Amen. He came. He lived a sinless life. He was crucified for you and I. His body was broken. Amen. His blood was shed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He, he died. He was buried. Amen. He rose or was resurrected as we celebrated last Sunday. Amen. Hallelujah. He appeared for 40 days. Amen. And then he ascended to the right hand of the Father. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. And then one day, hallelujah, he will come back and get his church. Hallelujah. 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 Next slide. 
So give us this day our daily bread. Every day. Now, this is a personal choice. Amen. Hallelujah. He said as often as you drink it, as you, uh, as you take it, uh, do it in remembrance of me. I take it every day. Hallelujah. The Jewish prayer was, give us this day our daily bread. Amen. I take the communion every single day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to encourage you guys to do it. So don't do it empty with an empty kind of habitual uh, practice. Hallelujah. Do it with an understanding. Amen. Hallelujah. As I, I, I am taking advantage of all that Jesus died for me to have. And in this case, healing. Amen. Hallelujah. When you sin, especially you should take that communion. <laughs> he died to pay for your sins. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So this practice of coming to church and not taking communion is, is, is really not scriptural. He died for sinful people. Like you and I were. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now we're saints of the living God. Amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Listen, hallelujah. Let me speak to the online audience here real quick. Amen. Listen, you are dealing with sickness and disease. You Hallelujah, are concerned about this pandemic and whether there'll be a fourth surge or whether there'll be future lockdowns or where the country's going or whatever is happening. Amen. Hallelujah. You don't know your creator. You certainly don't know your savior. All of this starts with hallelujah, the person known as Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the father except through me. Amen. I'm offering you right now to be a part of the family of God that happens through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You want to enjoy healing? Hallelujah. First step number one is accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that he came and paid for all your sins, past, present, and future, as hard as that is to believe. Amen. This is how wonderful our God is. Amen. Let me correct this. Hallelujah. This, this notion that Jesus came and died for our sins before we get saved, and then afterwards it's up to us. That that would be God would be rolling the dice that we would behave ourselves after salvation. Amen. He knows human beings are too weak. Amen. Hallelujah. He, he overpaid for our sins. He paid for our sins from the past. Hallelujah. The sins that we are committing right now. Hallelujah. And those we may commit in the future. He paid for all that. Hallelujah. He did a complete finished work. He said it is finished. Jesus said it is finished and it's finished. Hallelujah, if you accept him as your Lord and Savior. So if that's you, say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose on the third day as the evidence that your death was full payment for my sins to Father God. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Now, if you believe in that prayer and you said it sincerely, say amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you said that prayer sincerely, you are saved. You have access to this healing and you can certainly partake in the communion. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, hallelujah. And remembering the death of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That paid for our sins and defeated sickness and disease. Somebody say hallelujah. As we welcome the new converts into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Listen, hallelujah, we may think the communion is not that important, but how did man get into sin? He ate something. He ate what he was not supposed to eat, which was a sign that he wanted to live independent of God. 
So then when we eat the communion, we're saying we're dependent on God. We're dependent on his son. We've received his sacrifice at the cross. We're remembering his death. So let's not look down upon something because it's something to eat. Amen. Man fell into sin because of something he ate. And also, let's recognize a part of ancient culture. Amen. Hallelujah. We, we all know about weddings when, you know, the, the bride and groom eat the wedding cake. Amen. The wed eating the wedding cake. Amen. When I when I had when I married my wife, when I when I ate the cake, amen, it was like me taking her into me. And when she ate the cake, it was like her taking me into her. Amen. Our oneness. Hallelujah. So when we, we, we take communion, we're taking Christ into us. Hallelujah. We, we, we're reaffirming. Hallelujah. Our walk with him, his commitment to us and our commitment to him. It's a it's, it's, it's a form of intimacy between us and our Lord and Savior. So don't look down upon eating the communion as, oh, that's just something we just do in church. Hallelujah. Man fell into sin through eating. Man procures his healing by eating. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Take me to the offering slide real quick. Amen. Listen, hallelujah. We, uh, we really need your help to continue to share messages like this, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's good news because he paid for all of our sins. Amen. Hallelujah. It's grace. We didn't deserve it. We didn't earn it. We didn't merit it. Amen. He chose to lay down his life for us by grace. Amen. But we need your help to continue to share this message. Amen. Hallelujah. So please, ma'am, please, sir, please, young ma'am, please, young sir, if you feel led in your heart, please give unto the Living Waters Christian Center, which this church is, hallelujah, that we might continue to share the gospel. You can do that in one of three ways. Way, num way number one is you can give at lwccgrace.org forward slash donations. You can make your financial donation there, an investment there. You can give your tithes, your offerings, Whatever you would like to call it, amen, you can give that there, amen, hallelujah. We do believe in tithing offerings at the Living Waters Christian Center, amen, hallelujah. We do believe also that you should tithe and offer to your local church. So this, we are not your church, tithe, and, tithe there, amen, hallelujah. But we would appreciate an offering here, an investment here, amen, that the uh, good news of Jesus Christ would continue, amen, hallelujah. So once again, that's lwccgrace.org. Uh, forward slash donations. Way number two is you can mail a donation to our church. It's the Living Waters Christian Center, P.O. Box 115, Amityville, New York, 11701. Once again, you would mail it to Living Waters Christian Center, P.O. Box 115, Amityville, New York, 11701. You can send a donation there. Hallelujah. We will pick it up. Amen. And put it in for on your behalf. Amen. The third way is you can come meet us here at the Living Waters Christian Center. We are following the CDC guidelines. We are taking temperatures at the door. We are having people sanitized. Hallelujah. We are sitting six feet apart except for those that live in the same household. We uh, have an overflow room. We have a TV back there. Amen. Hallelujah. With the service as well going on. Hallelujah. We have had no incidences of anyone getting sick here. Amen. Since November, we've, when we've been having these services, I believe that's six months now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we would love to have you here in person where you can sow your seed in person here at the Living Waters Christian Center. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So let me pray over these offerings. Amen. Hallelujah. As we close out our online service. Father God, we thank you and praise you for the seed we sow. We sow for the upkeep and expansion of your kingdom. We sow because we love you. Hallelujah. As you sowed your son unto us and planted him into the ground. Hallelujah. After his crucifixion, Lord God, we in turn respond and sow our seed 
into your kingdom. And in this case, at the Living Waters Christian Center, let this seed reap some 30-fold, some 60-fold, some 100-fold return, Lord God. Hallelujah. We thank you for the opportunity to give, the opportunity to sow seed, the opportunity for the seed to bring forth a harvest. We thank you for that opportunity in the matchless name of Jesus. We thank you today. We praise you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. So listen, thank you, thank you, thank you, all of you online for joining us today. We will be back with you next week at 11.30 a.m. Enjoy the rest of your day. God bless. God loves you. We love you. And we will see you next week. Take care. God bless. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Give us this day our daily bread. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This, this teaching, amen, I know we've heard it before. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But God emphasized for me to share this again. Amen. If you've fallen off the horse and you've not done it or you've not prioritized it, I, I want to encourage you to prioritize the Lord's Supper, the communion. Amen. He prescribed it to us for our health and our well-being. And it's just a good practice to remember his death. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's not about the resurrection with the communion. It's about remembering his death and all that it accomplished for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.